Hey everyone, this is Lynn Bartim, and you are listening to the Apex Hour on KSUU Thunder 91.1. In this show, you get more personal time with the guests who visit Southern Utah University from all over, learning more about their stories and opinions beyond their presentations on stage. We will also give you some new music to listen to and hope to turn you on to some new sounds and new genres. You can find us here every Thursday at 3 p.m. or on the web at seu.edu slash apex. But for now, welcome to this week's show here on Thunder 91.1. Okay, well, welcome everyone. Happy Valentine's Day. It's Valentine's Day here at Southern Utah University, and we are so very happy to be here celebrating. We had an awesome event this morning, and we're here to tell you all about this great group, and we have two awesome representatives from the group. The group you may have heard of, or maybe it's news to you, is the Mama Dragons. So on this Valentine's Day, I'd like to welcome my guests, and maybe you can just start by telling us your name, and then we'll start talking about the Mama Dragons. So who would like to go first? <laughs> Hi, my name is Lisa Fry, and I live in Santa Clara, Utah. And thanks for having us. Yeah, it's thanks been a so thin much day. It's been a good day. Good day and more to come. So yeah. yeah, it has been a good day. My name is Rachel Ellis, and I'm also from Santa Clara. Um, Cool. So we came to the cold north. Yeah. yeah, so you guys are moms living in Utah, and you're part of this great organization. So the group that we're talking about today is called Mama Dragons. And I mean, it's really gained some national reputation, national press. I think it's been featured in some national news outlets and everything. But I'd love for you to kind of just give our audience a, a snapshot of what the group is and its mission and all of that. Great. Well, first of all, let me just talk to you about the name Mama Dragon. Yeah. Sometimes people um, wonder where that came from. And it was a term that Meg Abhow used when she had written a blog post about after her 13-year-old son had come out of the closet. And this is her description that I just want to read to you because I like how she says it. I've always been a mother bear. Once I found out about John, that didn't seem fierce enough of a title. There is a whole new level of protection that had come over me. I now call myself a mama dragon. I could literally breathe fire if someone hurt my son. Dragons have talons, scales, claws, fangs, and they can fly. I will use all of these resources if someone were to hurt John. So we are circling our wagons around him, but I know we can't protect him from everything. And as a mama dragon, that is the hardest part of this. I don't know what the future holds. I just know that there will be love. So that's where the term came from. And um, it actually, there was a group of women who met together, basically just messaging each other online. And it was a very small uh, few members. And And Utah women, right? Utah women. Mm -hmm. Utah women with um, a similar background in their similar religious backgrounds. Mm -hmm. So um, they started together and... They just added people as they met people, and it turned into a Facebook group. And um, I actually joined it probably in the when there was maybe fifty to a hundred people in it, where we knew each other quite well. Yeah. But now we have 
we're getting close to 3,000 members. I think there's about 2,800 right now. That's so. amazing. Wow. And now, just for some people who may be wondering, is are, is it all Utah members, or do you go into other states, and how does that work? It's no longer um, just Utah. In fact, we have members from all over the world and all over the country. Oh, and, wow. Um, International. Yeah. And... Um, so we, our roots are in Mormonism, but um, we welcome all mothers now who want to learn and need community. Mm. That's very interesting. I know we'll get into more of that as it goes on. So um, the website, the easiest way to find out if anybody listening wants is the website. And it's just, it's mamadragons.com or .org? I can't remember mm. offhand. That's a good question. <laughs> I can <laughs> look it up know. and see if there too. But is, you can Google Mama yeah. Dragons. Yeah, yeah. just Google, Google Mama, Mama Dragons and I think you'll find us. And so we talked a little bit earlier about some of the, the, the resources and some of the things that are offered. Um, for example, on the website, there's just tons and tons. There's a blog with individual stories. There's resources. But can you tell talk a, bit, a little bit about the organization of the group, um, mm-hmm. the, the Facebook aspect of it, some of the other things, that kind of okay. thing? So um, Mama Dragons has mostly lived in a Facebook group. That's basically where most of the action has happened. And over the last little while, over the last year, um, it became a 501c3 nonprofit. Mm-hmm. And um, so there are more programs involved with what we do now. We have education programs. Um, but I think our main strength is as the support group. Um, so we our mission is to support, educate, and empower women. So we do have some education aspects to it, especially with um, suicide prevention. Right. Um, and then, yes, we have the blog. We have a Twitter feed. We have an Instagram account. And um, I can't even think what else we've got going we, on. And we actually have um, different groups within Mama Dragons. Right. So, and what we've been emphasizing probably in the last year is to get smaller regional groups where women can get together in a, a smaller um, atmosphere where they can talk and, and get to know each other and actually become more of a support system. Mm-hmm. So if maybe people are feeling a little nervous, they, with a big, like right. whole state yeah. organization, they can go in and find like their Southern Utah or their central or right. whatever. Right. And right. I think I saw that those are all available on the website. So you yes. can get involved a little more regionally if you want to stay closer to home or if you want to get involved on a larger scale. Yeah. First, they will have you go through um, joining through the main group just because we want to protect the Mm -hmm. mothers. Some moms are in and their children aren't necessarily out. Right. And so we want to make sure that we protect the children Mm -hmm. first. Mm -hmm. And the security, I mean, for anybody listening who may be thinking like, well, this sounds like something I really want uh, to know about and I really need, but I'm nervous about right. the, the privacy and the security. Mm-hmm. Can you talk a little bit about that for any potential listeners who may be nervous about getting involved? Sure. Um, so we we have a like a vetting process where we um, get to know the moms. We message them back and forth and learn about them. We do a little checking online with their Facebook feed and, and um, before they're added to the group. So we try to make sure it's a good fit. It's not a good fit for everyone. And um, obviously we're just for moms 
And, um, and so if, if it doesn't feel like a comfortable fit for some people, we'll refer them to other groups. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's kind of the process. I mean, there's a lot to it, but I don't do that part. <laughs> yeah. And then uh, in terms of the privacy aspect, can somebody, uh, they, they can't really participate anonymously, right? You need no. to develop that relationship. Yeah, um, right. But it's probably a pretty protected, because I know one of the, the topics that's come, we've, talk, we've been talking a lot about um, uh, being members of the church and this kind of thing. If somebody wants to get involved, but is a little nervous about word getting out, I mean, ha- mm-hmm. what do you offer to them? So it used to be um, that in a closed group, you could look and see who the members were in the group, but Facebook has recently changed the settings for that. So moms that don't want to be identified publicly as a mama dragon because their child isn't out or they aren't out as an ally, um, no one can search to find if they're in the group. Okay. Um, And everything that happens in the group cannot be taken outside of the group. We have um, our guidelines that, you know, there's no like screenshotting and sharing to other groups. If any of that is found out, um, then we immediately remove those people from the group. So it's very, we're very protective of Mm -hmm. our moms. Yeah, we do our best. And obviously anytime you're on a, even if it's a private forum, Mm -hmm. there is a chance that something will get out. So you just have to be, use your best judgment and, um, but there are precautions in place, which is really nice. So, and that maybe is what, uh, I think is a stronger point on the smaller regional groups Mm. is because you can just, call someone up and go to lunch with them and have a conversation face-to-face right. or just some smaller um, where you can maybe share some more personal parts of your right. journey. Right. And so. And so um, the, the group also has some other subgroups too. And I know people mm-hmm. may be interested in hearing about yeah. those. Can you talk a little bit about those groups? So we have one group that is specifically for mothers of transgender kids, and that's any kid that fits under the transgender umbrella, which could be non-binary or just gender non-conforming or um, any version of trans. Um, and then we have a group for Mamas Trying to Stay, which is for moms who want to um, remain close to their religious roots and their spiritual community. And then we have a group called Mamas Moving Forward that is um, mainly for women who are cutting ties with their religious roots and um, looking for support as they do that mm-hmm. in the context of their LGBTQ child. Right. And so there's a lot of different, uh, a lot of different opportunities for people who are seeking out that support, which is great. So mm-hmm. how long has the group been? When do you know? I don't. I, <laughs> the Facebook group, I think, was started about 2014. Ah, okay. But the name originates from 2012. So the message group started earlier than that it's such a fantastic uh concept i mean the the, you know i mean we all know mama bear and all of this but the dragon and and Mm -hmm. it's so time everybody is into game of thrones and all these different things too so the idea of this fierce um support and this fierce warrior for the children and i have to say meg the woman who she is a fierce warrior for any child and it doesn't just have to be hers 
And did I hear earlier there's a there is an option or a, a, a something developing for fathers as well? Oh yes, there is Dragon Dads. It's a smaller group, but they've been around almost as long as the Mama Dragons, I think. Yeah. Um, and so dads that are interested, they can probably contact through the website and get some more information about that dragon so, dad so yeah and, it, and they are separate group yeah, i mean yeah it is separate mm-hmm. but anybody listening who says yeah. like i'm not a mom but uh <laughs> i definitely want to support so that's there as well mm-hmm. well great well as usual i have lots of songs to play um the first song i'm gonna play is a song called brave by sarah Bellias, and it's just a Ah, kind of a good thing to lead us in here today for Valentine's Day. So you're listening to KSUU Thunder 91.1.
Okay, well, welcome back, everyone. You're listening to the Apex Hour, KSU Youth under 91.1, and we have the Mama Dragons in today. So welcome back to you guys. And um, we've been talking about the organization, but one of the things that strikes me from the site is that the organization is built on stories, you know, it's in and um, built on the stories of families and built on the stories of mothers and their children. So I would love for you guys to share your stories. I know you did earlier at the event today, and they were so moving and led to to such great conversations. So I would love to hear your stories uh, on the radio. Okay, well, I'll start. Um, About three years ago, um, a little before that, we were worried that we were losing our oldest child. Um, she was very unhappy, very depressed and had stopped socializing with any of her friends. And we tried lots of different things to try and help her. Um, it was right at the time that she started intermediate school and, you know, that, that early adolescence is a really rough period anyway, but how long of a, I mean, when did, was it a long period where you started to notice these Mm -hmm. things and over the course of about a year, a year and a half, Mm -hmm. something like that. Um, we were watching her like withdraw from Mm -hmm. the family, withdraw from her friends. She stopped hanging out with anybody and she started failing classes in school, which she's incredibly brilliant. So that was just so, so puzzling to Mm -hmm. us. We couldn't understand. Mm-hmm. Uh, what she, what her struggle was. And how about, because I know you have other children as well, and, mm-hmm. and were they noticing also at the same time? <laughs> there was kind of, um, it was kind of like just known in the family that Cindy wasn't going to participate in whatever we did. I like see. she just, well, everyone except for Cindy, you know, like it right. was just kind of, they just knew that she was just going to be. Right. You know, on her own and, and grumpy about everything we did. <laughs> right, right. And so, yeah. Um, and then we, when we found out that that's, that she was, um, she felt she was transgender, it was really hard for us because it didn't really fit into our worldview, mm-hmm. but it did make a lot of sense as to why she was so depressed. Right. And so, um, and did she come, I mean, did she come to you all at once or was it more gradual? Or? She didn't come to us at all. Oh, uh, <laughs> right. Okay, yeah. So um, we kind of found out, we found out through the school counselor who called us with an anonymous tip. Oh, wow. And um, he actually didn't know this portion of it, but he was concerned about some behavior he was hearing about. And so... We started looking through her text messages with her friends, and that's how we found out. Oh, wow. Yeah. And uh, we waited for her to come to us for a little while. And mm-hmm. then um, and then when she didn't, we finally – we were really concerned about her because she was kind of in a bad place. Yeah. And and so we finally confronted her. And, and in some ways, it was really, really hard for her. In others, it was a real relief. Yeah. And then were you – I, I mean, I'm just, were you already prepared for the conversation or was it, you know, just we have to figure out what's going on? Then we'll, I mean, had yeah. you already started your process of preparing? A little bit. Um, we didn't have any resources to educate ourselves, I none see. at all. And so all we knew were like the cultural stereotypes and those types of things. And, um, 
And because we weren't very educated, we weren't sure if this was a phase or if this was a real thing right. even. And, um, and so in the beginning, we knew that we just needed to express our love to her. So that's where we started was we love you. We don't, we don't know how to help you, but we're going to figure it out and we'll right. be by your side the whole time. That's beautiful. And so, yeah, so that's where we started. And then it took us several months to find any resources for educating ourselves. And, um, and then once we did start educating ourselves, it was clear that we were going to need help. Right. (laughs) Because we did not, we could not do this on our own. And it was really hard to find anyone else in our same situation. Right. Um, I was reaching out nationally and found some wonderful, national groups, but they couldn't understand the the most important piece, which was the intersection of our faith with Cindy's LGBTQ identity. Right. And so um, it wasn't until I found Mama Dragons that I really felt like I had a tribe, people that understood where I was coming from and where I was going mm-hmm. with my support of my daughter. Right. Wow, that's that's really amazing. And then through Mama Dragons, you were able to get more resources and find yes. more resources. And and um, I know the faith component is something we've been talking a lot about today, and we can maybe talk about it a little bit more later. But it's beautiful to hear how you just instantly went to the perspective of love, and and that we'll figure it out. We'll we'll figure <laughs> it out for our family, and and all from love, which is incredible. Yeah. So thank you. And Lisa, how about your story? Well, one thing you said about stories being so powerful and such a big part of Mama Dragons, it really is. And we learn from each other's stories. Mm. And um, I feel like that's where we make progress as we share our stories and share them with each other. We, As a big group, we see um, threads that kind of are similar going throughout stories. And so it helps us maybe to do better on some um, in some degree. Mm-hmm. And even I have a gay son, but being able to hear the stories of parents with or moms with transgender children, I, there's so much I learn in that or mm-hmm. um, children who are intersex. Mm-hmm. Um, all of these things, I just feel like the stories are how we learn. And I think we learn a lot better through them. But my um, son, who is now 29, I hope you're 29, Jordan. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> um when he was about four years old, I was outside playing with him, and out of really out of nowhere, um, I just had a voice say, Jordan's gay, which was so – I was not thinking about my four-year-old's sexual identity at all. I mean, that's <laughs> just so amazing. Yeah. So you just were outside. I was outside. You just heard just something. Just in, you know, like – not a voice saying out loud like that, but right. it was in my head that strongly yeah. that I actually turned around and went, wait a minute, what was that? And why, where did that come from? Yeah. I, so at that point, I didn't know Jordan was gay. Mm-hmm. I, I, the thought of it scared me, not because um, I didn't grow up in a homophobic environment at all, mm-hmm. but what scared me is that I now was living in a, a small conservative community and what did that mean for my child if he happened to be? Right. So for the next, now you have to understand, Jordan didn't really come out till he was 23. So I had a long period of time wow. where I really was able to study and, you know, observe. I did a lot of observing and I listened to um, people's opinions about things. And I just would kind of 
listen. I did a lot of listening and observing for that many years. But so you sort of educated yourself privately, but did you, you didn't talk with him. I, I didn't, which, you know, now as I look back, I think, yeah, I was, that was kind of a lame way to do it. Well, but, but it was one thing I didn't really, he didn't have any stereotypical mannerisms that I would say, oh, yes, he is or not. I just didn't know. But I did fi- uh, think of something that was really important to me was the fact that whether he was or he wasn't, it really didn't matter because somebody's child was, right? Right. I mean, and whether I happened to be the mom of one or not, it didn't really matter at that point. Mm-hmm. So I had come to my own conclusions and um, – Jordan came out to me when he was 23, mm. which um, was a wonderful uh, situation. He, it was terrifying for him. Sadly, it mm. was terrifying for him. He didn't worry that his family wouldn't accept him, I don't think. But it's just a scary thing to do. Right. And I never understood the depth of that fear. Yeah. You know, and so I've learned a lot as... Anyway, he came out and, but he didn't want to tell our family, all of us. He just told his mom, me. That's very interesting. But for, so for five months, I just knew and nobody else did. But my eldest daughter had her suspicions and finally kind of cornered me. She lived in Texas at the time and she kind of pushed me and, and I danced around it a little bit. And then finally, I, she asked me point blank if he was. And I said, yes, but now that you know, you need to call him. Yeah. Because I didn't want there to be this hidden thing happening. And so the next day, she called him and just totally supportive and loving. And um, it really gave him the confidence. That night, he wrote an email to his family, which he sent. And it was just the opening of a really amazing, wonderful, beautiful time in our family. Mm. Like I, there was a distance that was being created. Jordan had just naturally sort of distanced himself a little bit. I could feel it. And I think we were all starting to feel it. And as soon as he came out, that distance was gone. Yeah. I mean, we were back together and the replies from his family to that email were so beautiful and, you know, encouraging and loving and inclusive and all the good. That um, it just changed everything for him. It just opened up his, he could just be Jordan now instead of, you know, whatever he was trying to hide. Right. But um, so my story really became the fact that uh, after this happened, I had shared his email with another Facebook group that I had been in. And I was asked by one of the, doctors in that group, whether we would share it publicly, the reaction from all the, our family, because it was a positive story. Such and a great role model for a positive he outcome. He wanted some positive things to be out there. And I couldn't quite understand it. I just wasn't involved enough to really understand that the need for that, that there is a way to, you know, have everybody really go on in a good progressive way. Mm-hmm. But, um, so long story short, he it, our story was published on a blog called no, no More Strangers. And when it went live, my phone just blew up and I had so many private messages and so many so many things that I didn't realize. I thought I was alone in a little town. Yeah. And just within a few mile radius of me, what was happening and the fear and the you know, the doubts and the just people needing support. And it just really opened my eyes to how big this is and how 
terrified people are. Yeah. And um, it's been a really good experience and a very eye-opening experience for me, too. Well, that's one of the things that both of you mentioned earlier, too, is the, the, the feeling alone when you first encountered this and first was dealing with it in your family. You feel like it's a... Uh, you're uh, ill alone for various reasons. I'm sure everybody, you know, has, has different reasons, but that there is that, that lonely thing. And both of your stories are a way of um, sharing with people that, that you're not alone. Right. And I think that's one of the really beautiful things that, that the organization um, really helps with, you know, so um, that regardless of, you know, faith or culture or any, uh, all those things, there are people going through exactly what you're going through and can help, you know, so that's really beautiful. Yeah. Well, it's time for another musical break. Um, I love me some Lady Gaga. And um, the song that I'm going to play for you today is off of the her newest album, Joanne, and it's a song called Angel Down, um, which is just a really powerful anthem of sorts. And so we'll listen to that now. church where we used to meet angel down angel down but the people just stood around i'm a believer it's a trial foolish and weaker oh, oh, oh i'd rather save an angel
So we're going to welcome back Rachel and Lisa, two of our mama dragons, uh, talking about their their fierce support of their children. And um, the topic that we wanted to get involved with now is some of the more specific ways that you offer support, um, not just to your own children, but to the network of children that you're interacting with um, in the organization. So I'd love to hear about some of these things that you were just telling me over the break. <laughs> uh, so there, there are, because there are so many of us all over the country, we, uh, we often tap each other for support. Like, uh, for instance, um, Lisa was talking about when a kid goes to college, we can say, Hey, my kid is, you know, heading to SUU. Does anybody live there? Um, what, what can we expect there? Can you watch out for my kid? That's an, I mean, just that in and of itself is so, I mean, I can imagine what it's like as a, as a mom sending your child off. And especially if you know that they're, uh, you're not sure. I mean, everybody's worried about how their child's going to get along and everything. And to be able to reach out and sort of see how a university environment is, is really amazing. Right, which we're actually very happy about SUU, by the way. <laughs> Yay. We have really good, good reports. Marks. Yeah, you get good reports within Mama Dragon, so that's good. Oh, I'm so happy um, to hear that. I think one of the most beautiful things that I've witnessed in Mama Dragons is when um, I, they're just wonderful women who want to help and love each other. And we wish there wasn't a need for a Mama Dragon organization. That would be our number one goal, you know, mm. I would We'd all be thrilled. To I be, mean, as much as the community has been wonderful to develop, right. wouldn't it be great if it Not just to have automatically yeah. happened? Um, and there are many times, there's many individuals who's, for whatever reason, and they're varied, um, their parents or their natural support system is no longer there for them. Mm. And they may be older. And there are a lot of moms who kind of, end up with more children <laughs> in, in a form, you yeah. know, in a way. Mm -hmm. And we have something that's been, it just kind of evolved from mm -hmm. the very beginning. And somebody would say, send out a bat signal is what we'd call it. And there would be a, a situation or crisis that we could step in and help with, um, whether it's somebody's own child or whatever the case would was or a and friend of their child, a friend, or, or whatever's yeah. happening. Um, there's just having such a big network across the country has been invaluable. Um, yeah. So that's been fun. And the other thing that we have been able to do is connect ourselves with some of the different organizations because there are circumstances, unfortunately, that children are no longer allowed at their home, and they may be underage. Well, a mom's first reaction in, within this group is really, I mean, we'll take our, we, you want to take children in. Well, yeah. if they're underage, it's actually illegal. And right. so we we work really closely as, as far as in Utah yeah. with uh, an organization called Youth Futures, which is a, um, a shelter for homeless youth from wow. 11 to... 
18. 18. Yeah. So we try to, all of us have the, our best, you know, intentions, but sometimes we aren't the best source. Mm-hmm. And, and whether it's with um, medical help, mm-hmm. um, therapists, and those kind of things, you know, we're just not trained on in all these different. So we sort of are learning our strengths mm-hmm. and our purpose. So that's why we really are focusing on supporting the parent, educating mm-hmm. and empowering them. And so from there, they can go out and either how if they become really an activist in this situation. That's one thing. We have such a spectrum of people and, right. and the way that they do it and how they you know, but our first thing is, is we want all mothers, fathers, siblings to support their child mm. and love them first. Yeah, that's mm-hmm. really a, just a beautiful message and, and so important. Um, do you find that you're in a position, do you have a network of, let's say somebody's looking um, to get involved in therapy and they want to find a doctor? I mean, do, mm-hmm. is that something they can find through um, Mama Dragons? Right now we're working on a resource directory. We do have some regional resource directories and um and but right now, as we're building that resource, um, we do more reference, you know, referrals, word of mouth. Mm-hmm. This yeah. is a conversation. Yeah, mm-hmm. we'll have conversations about, you know, these are the things that my child is struggling with or these are the medical um, interventions that we need. Mm-hmm. Who do you recommend? Who's worked well for you or what? you know, what drugs have worked well for these things or, you know, et cetera. And, and then we can really have like reach out in a really organic way and say, okay, this is great. And we do have therapists within the group. Um, right. and we, and at least one doctor. Um, mm. and so we can always refer to them when there's a question that we don't know the answer to, you know, as we, as Lisa said, we don't, we aren't always the best resource individually. Right. And I mean, you guys, we were talking about how often you go out and speak and that that's not, I, that doesn't happen that often more. It's sort of the boots on the ground, um, mm-hmm. you, having a, a meal with somebody or sharing mm-hmm. your time with somebody and, and that kind of thing. Would you say that's more often what, yeah. what happens? Yeah, we have quarterly regional meetings, or ah. at least that's what we aim for. And, and really it's, often just more like it's been a while let's get together or somebody says oh my gosh this just happened or my kid just came out to their friends and we're trying to deal with this parent that's you know raising a ruckus and then we all get together and you know brainstorm together give each other support and right well and we celebrate things together um it's really fun we we will you know if there's a wedding if there's um it's just nice to have a group where you can share your joy mm-hmm. with and right. um, not really worry about anybody's reaction in yeah. such a joyous time yeah. as a wedding or engagement or the birth of, of a baby. Some of my favorite whatever. posts have been like the prom pictures of, yeah. of the kids with their dates that moms don't want to post on their on their private Facebook page because they don't want backlash from right. people in their communities. And and just the joy and how fun and creative and crazy and awesome these kids are, like, it's really an enjoyable time of year. And that kind of goes to one of the other topics that we've been um, talking about quite a bit today, and that is the 
um, the individualism of how you choose to navigate your life. I mean, as, and, and, and these issues, um, especially compared with, we, we've been talking a lot about the faith and doctrine and this kind of thing. Mm-hmm. And, and I just wondered if, if there was any more to that conversation that we've been having, um, uh, about how it seems that the group really supports a, uh, an individualized process and an individualized um, determination or interpretation. Can you talk a little bit about that, mm-hmm. um, that desire for individuality, if that's really the, the kind of the answer um, as it pertains to uh, doctrine and uh, particularly religious doctrine, um, you know, for the group of, or for you? Um, well, it's definitely our goal to support everybody where they're at. I mean, that is a goal. And it's not always easy. I, um, a big group is it's not always a one size fit all. In fact, it's not at all that in, in our group. <laughs> and we have and and those can be difficult conversations, but but they're very important. And my feeling, my personal opinion is we need people everywhere. We need them inside their faith traditions and we need them outside their faith traditions, right. wherever it leads you to wherever you feel like you need to be, that's probably where you need to be, I think. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and I mean, the common thread in Mama Dragons is our love and our support for our kids and that we will breathe fire for them. Right. But other than that, we are quite diverse. Right. Right, All the way across the spectrum. We have um, every religion, we have, um, and every version of uh, religious roots mm-hmm. and atheism and you know everywhere we're all over the board and how we how we navigate those differences in beliefs you know is generally very organic and just um with a lot of openness and a lot of honesty and and holding space for mm-hmm. other people and where they are um one of the interesting things I think that came out of the discussion today was, was the, the, the spectrum of, um, you know, ways to navigate, you know, I mean, mm-hmm. I think that that's really mm-hmm. quite interesting because I think one of the things that we were saying at lunch is there is perhaps an impression, uh, particularly in Utah that there's just only one way to maybe think or do or, or believe. And, and it seems that, um, what I'm, what I'm hearing is that there's a much sort of broader range, you know, yes. is it, was, is it, would you say that's accurate? Yeah. Many of us, as we start this journey with our kids, um, begin to look at different doctrine in a different way. Mm-hmm. Um, we interpret it in a different way. Um, in order to make it fit into what we believe and what we know of our own children. Mm-hmm. Because um, the way we interpret it, interpreted it before may not have fit with what we now know right. about our kids. And so oftentimes um, we will interpret things a little bit different ways. And, and then at times it just becomes too uncomfortable to, to hold our space within – our faith tradition. And, and so at that point you may take a break or you may, you know, just leave, take, have or, leave yeah, or, it doesn't, you know, yeah. um, and I think it's really important for us to allow people their 
their way. I mean, right. I, I just haven't seen one way that works. Right. Mm-hmm. And uh, I think for the safety of our children, um, some some really want to be within their traditional faith community, and others, it's not safe for them. Mm-hmm. They for for reasons, you know. All different, all different reasons. This reminds me. I I remember one Mama Dragon who joined us, who um, was is not a member of the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter Day Saints, but her children are, and she joined Mama Dragons so that she could figure out how to make it safe for her kids to be both. Wow! And um, I just thought that was fascinating. That you know she wasn't. This wasn't her faith tradition, but she knew that it was going to be a challenge for her kids, and she wanted to hold, you know, be in that space with them to help mm-hmm. them navigate it. Yeah. And that's one of the things that's so beautiful about the organization is the desire to, I mean, it seems like one of the great missions, the desire to help people navigate these particular complexities. You know, it's just really mm-hmm. fascinating. So It is. It's fascinating to watch it. It's been fascinating to watch it evolve yeah. as mm-hmm. um We've gotten so much bigger, yeah. and with that comes challenges, trying mm-hmm. to keep it um, a place where people can come in. They're newly they're new to this whole new situation with their child, and they don't, you know, they haven't been educated on a lot of things. So there are possibilities of them saying something that can be mm-hmm. sound harsh mm-hmm. to to yeah. those of us who've been doing this for a long time. Right. But we have to remember that many of us were at the, that same place. <laughs> yeah. and you We know, were there once, too. And, yeah. um, but at the same time, we also do have LGBTQIA members who are in the group as, par- as mothers, but mm-hmm. they are also part of that community. And so that, that can be, you know, it can sometimes be we painful. Want, yeah, it right. can. So it's it's not all easy. And I say this all the time, but I'm really so thankful for our moderators on these because they they do their best that they yeah. can. And it's it's not a perfect fit for everyone. Right. And we realize that. And hopefully, uh, my goal, my personal one, is just to get people into a good place where they can begin to move forward. Mm-hmm. And um, it's a tragedy to me that families don't get to know their whole child, right? Out of fear for whatever reason, if they're and it takes so much courage for these kids and individuals, and they're not all kids when they come out. I mean, my <laughs> son was twenty three, yeah. but the courage it takes for them to just be their authentic self is amazing and it's so cool to watch it happen mm-hmm. and oh, yeah. to to watch families thrive and they should be thriving. I mean that's what I think I want to get across is this is a great thing. You know that mm-hmm. you'll get to know your child and it might be good to assume that you probably will either know someone <laughs> or your child. <laughs> right. So start thinking about it. You yeah. know, it's a time to start thinking about it now, yeah. I think. Yeah, absolutely. One thing I mentioned to um, one of the students that I spoke with after our talk today um, was that the one of the great strengths of being in a group like this is that we can say those dumb things <laughs> that could hurt our kid, but we can say them to someone else. I see. And not 
um, not hurt our child with our ignorance and then learn and go back and to our better. child with, with greater ability to support and love and, right. and affirm. Um, I, as she was saying, you know, my parents just keep saying these things. And I said, well, they just need someone else to say it too. Yeah. Right. <laughs> right. Well, that's really cool. I have one more song to play. Um, and it's, a. Uh, it's a song called Raise You Up. It's from Kinky Boots, but and it's just, uh, you know, Raise You Up. It's just kind of got that great message here today for for um, Valentine's Day. And you're listening to KSU Youth Thunder 91.1. This is Raise You Up. Yes. And you still like girls? Yes. Stuck inside uncertainty 
and those who have yet to make up their minds. As people all over the world clamor for kinky boots. It's time for us to get back to work. But before we go, we would like to leave you with the Price and Simon secret to success. All right, now we've all heard of the 12-step program, have we not? Yes, but what you can do in 12, I want you to know that we all can do in six. Ow, and it goes like this. that's a party. Oh my gosh. So welcome back to the Apex Hour. That was Raise You Up from the original Broadway recording of Kinky Boots here on Valentine's Day on KSU Thunder 91.1. We have Lisa and Rachel from the Mama Dragons here, and we're just back for our little quick bit, my favorite part, which we do every week, which is what's turning you on this week. And it could be anything. It could be a book or a movie or a TV show or food or a podcast we have had it run the gamut so i'd like to ask you mama dragons what's turning you on this week (laughs) oh this is a tough choice um i think i'm going to have to say this is sad to admit but i'm finally watching stranger things with my husband oh my god so that is what i am obsessed with at the moment and which season are you on uh i'm in the middle of season two oh Mm-hmm. Season one, uh, they both were. It's I only know. been two, I think. Yeah, and se- uh-huh. it was. It's just such a hit. I oh, mean, it is, oh and gosh. for good reason. It's well yeah. made. <laughs> yeah, that's so cool. Okay, great. And how about you, Lisa? What's turning you well, on? Well, I just want to do the grandma thing and <laughs> tell you about my grandchildren because I have a microphone in front of me and, and I could awesome. do that. <laughs> <laughs> sure. Actually, I've just been watching little Instagrams of my little grandbabies, and I'm heading up this weekend to go to Wicked with a couple of my granddaughters oh. and ten another newborn grandbaby. So that's pretty happy times oh for me. Oh my gosh. You must <laughs> love having them around. It's a good way to have kids. Because yeah. <laughs> then they, they yeah. leave, right? Yeah, it's awesome. <laughs> as soon as they start making a yeah. mess, then you yeah. can say, well, bye-bye. I, I make the mess with them and then we all leave. It's oh, great. Oh, that's awesome. <laughs> and how? what ages are they? Oh my. We have 13. Oh my gosh. 10. Eight, five, and two, and about a month. Wow, oh. you're just covering the gamut. Oh, wait, there. I think I missed an. Oh, wait, I missed one. So sorry. Uh, we have a four month old and a oh two month old. Oh my gosh. Well, enjoy yeah. every moment it's, on this special. It's great. Week. Yeah. 
We can be grandma dragons too. Yeah, exactly, right? That's exactly <laughs> yeah. it. Well, cool. Well, I'd like to just officially say thank you so very much for coming and spending the time today and just being so warm and open with your story and just getting this great dialogue happening on campus. Um, thank you so much for coming. I really appreciate it. Well, thanks for having us and thanks for keeping this conversation going. It's important. Well, it's it's definitely important. And again, if you're interested in finding out more about Mama Dragons, just get that Google on and find <laughs> Mama Dragons. There's so many resources um, available, um, so many stories. And if you want to get involved, there's a join us um, portion of the site and you can start that, that conversation going. So, all right. Well, we're signing off for this week and I will look forward to to seeing you all next time. Happy Valentine's Day. Thanks so much for listening to the Apex Hour here on KSUU Thunder 91.1. Come find us again next Thursday at 3 p.m. for more conversations with the visiting guests at Southern Utah University and new music to discover for your next playlist. And in the meantime, we would love to see you at our events on campus. To find out more, check out suu.edu slash apex Until next week, this is Lynn Vartan saying goodbye from the Apex Hour here on Thunder 91.1.